Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. I guess uh, it's obvious to say there is a lot to get to today. Israel's still, you know, the biggest story around the world, you would have to say. Um, and not only have Americans died there, there are American hostages there and other Americans that are just sort of trapped there. So what are they to do? Yeah. Well, the Biden administration is falling behind in trying to help Americans get out of Israel while other allies have started already with their evacuation plans. Here's how we're going to get our nation's citizens, Germany, South Korea and others have been on the ball over the last few days trying to get anybody who wants to get out. Uh, they're going to help you get out. White House spokesman John Kirby was asked, hey, what's the plan for Americans? We haven't heard anything yet. Uh, this was an interview on News Nation. All right, roll it. Well, a couple of things here. First of all, uh, commercial flights are still going in and out of Ben Gurion Airport, so that's always an option oh, for those who may right. want to leave. There are still some viable ground routes, uh, and we're exploring many other options as well. Oh, time, I think time out there for a second. Yeah. Have you heard that? You Well, no, because it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, you can get on an airplane. I mean, yeah. it may be a little difficult. I know I'm hearing some stories now from people who have family in the affected areas of Israel who are saying... Yeah, the the like the hotel that my husband's staying at is uh, going to be shutting off the power at some point today. Yeah, and well, I forget what network it was that had the doctor that's there on like a mission trip. They can't get out of where she's at right now. We can't go. So okay, let's hear what the rest of Kirby has to say here because. I don't think that's widespread. You can just, you know, go wherever yeah, you want. Travel I think I would take issue with you that we're behind anybody here. Uh, we have been exploring options and continue to do that. Yeah, and I would guys. just say stay tuned. I think we'll have more to say very soon about uh, what some of those options are going to look like. American United Delta, um, are, are you speaking with them about, you know, sort of contract work and, and getting people home? Uh, yeah, again, I think just stay tuned. And I think you'll hear more very soon about uh, some of these options. Yeah. Spirit Airlines, anybody. Dude, all you can think is, so uh, the people that were in charge with the Afghanistan debacle yeah. are in charge here. Okay, that doesn't give you much confidence. Yeah. Stating well, the obvious. Well, and it's a dizzying turn of events because I thought, you know, Joe Biden eventually has come around to striking the right tone. You had the White House press secretary the other day. Also, you know going against what a lot of lefties are saying, which is like there's both there's two sides to this whole thing. Right. And Anthony Blinken today in Israel, I thought, hit a, a lot of the right notes in his speech. But at the end of the day, it's all just words. Sure. Because what are the actions that are being taken to try to save American lives uh, at this point? By the way, and this is minute. Okay, don't need to make a big deal about it. It's just an observation, and I'm curious if anyone else had it. Did you see the handshake with Netanyahu and... Uh, Blinken? Yes. Did you see I it? I haven't seen it, no. Mm -hmm. Did you see it, David? No. Okay, when you do see it, if you see it, 
the body language says a lot to me because Netanyahu is facing him, shakes his hand, and Lincoln doesn't want to look him in the eye. And he starts to kind of turn away, and then he is so uncomfortable. And again, could be reading way too much into it. But that's not like, hey, I got you, man. All right, we're here to support you. It It is this. It's all about his character to me. Very weak. And that's that entire administration. It just doesn't project strength and confidence. And that guy's a secretary of state. Well, the handshake probably hurt his hand really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're probably right yeah. about that. Well, he's got he to didn't protect this. It, Go ahead. Know. I'm just saying he's got to protect his hand for his future music career. Oh, that's right. Of doing bad covers? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got that down. I did see on Fox this morning, they have Trey Yangst over there doing, you know, the on-site stuff in Israel. And as you would expect... Uh, this is part of the story now. There is really no end in sight. The Israelis say that this is just the beginning of their response, despite the fact that we have seen thousands of airstrikes and artillery strikes against Gaza. But already the Israelis are starting to receive some pushback for the amount of civilian casualties in Gaza. The Palestinian Health Ministry released a number this morning indicating that 1,200 people have been killed so far in the Israeli response to that Saturday massacre. I want you to listen to President Isaac Herzog, who held a press conference earlier today. This rhetoric about civilians not not aware, not involved, it's absolutely not true. They could have risen up, they could have fought against that evil regime which took over Gaza in a coup d'etat, murdering their family members who were in Fatah. What do you think of that? Because that is the pushback for a lot of media. Yeah, and and I would also say that Hamas today is turning around and blaming the Israeli civilian deaths on Gazans, saying our operation wasn't to go kill a bunch of civilians and to take you know hostages. That was just the regular folks in Gaza who got the wrong message when we started sending people, you know, parachuting across the border. (laughs) They're trying to walk back all of the violence and blame it on everyday citizens in Gaza. And that was after Netanyahu said, anybody that's affiliated with Hamas, you're a dead man. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Wow, that's interesting. Um. Okay, another part of Trey Yink's report here. Look, it's a really complex issue, and it will continue to be something that we talk about as this war continues. There are women and children who are dead inside Gaza as a result of the Israeli response, but it's a complex operation for the Israelis as there are dozens of hostages. There are civilians and soldiers inside Gaza, and they're going to do everything they can to try to clear a path and ultimately go in on the ground. But again, the question is, what else would you have Israel do? If you were in charge of Israel, what would you do? Are you just going to say, yeah, we, we just can't go in? We can't go try to get the hostages? Of course not. No. No, no. and also the Israeli government in what pe- you know, people who've been watching this for years, live there, have reported on it for years, are saying they've never seen the level of diligence that the Israeli government has used in telling civilians Here's where you need to go if you don't want to have a building fall on you. Right. And Hamas has turned around and said that it's disinformation. 
Of course. So the the civilian casualties are the result of malfeasance and negligence on the part of the Gazans. Never lose sight, or on on the part of uh, Hamas. I mean. Okay. There's one other part of this report. And again, this isn't fear-mongering. I think we clearly state it's three jamokes on the radio uh, trying to figure out what's going on and also just give you an honest take about what you could be thinking at any given time as this news unfolds. You've heard you know, people talk about end times, right, when you get into a situation oh, sure. like this with Israel. It's, people talk about it all the time. And one of the things that comes up within times is you know different groups that are usually not aligned coming together to take out israel right mm-hmm. you've heard this before sure yeah. okay did you hear about an isis flag <laughs> anybody hear this report part of the report uh no Listen to this and see what you think. I want to show you something else here. Israeli forces say they found an ISIS flag in one of the communities along the border with Gaza. We won't get too deep into the history of ISIS in Gaza, but I can tell you that traditionally Hamas and and the Islamic State have not worked together. They've actually been enemies in Gaza, and Hamas pushed out Islamic State fighters into Egypt over the past several years. So it's interesting that it appears they had this propaganda or even there is the possibility they participated in the attack. But again, all we know is that Israeli forces found an ISIS flag in one of the border communities, but it just gives you a sense of who the people they are hanging out with, and they're not good people. So I hear that. Like, well, okay, that could be just a one-off, could be nothing. But you also hear, of course, Hezbollah at the northern part of Israel. There's already been some rockets, whatever. You don't know exactly what's going to happen there. It's a tense situation. And then coming in from Syria, you're hearing more reports about that. And, of course, Iran at the forefront of all of it. You're like, okay, what's really going to happen here? It's, it's concerning, at the very least. Something, I, it's something that crossed my mind when we were talking about Hamas yeah. and, and the Palestinian people and how the, the American take on universities and other places are they're, they're fighting for their freedom that Hamas is fighting for the freedom of Palestinians because oh, right. they live in an open-air prison. Remember, you got <laughs> yeah, all yes, that? Of yeah. course. This is the same group that now is blaming those people for killing other people yes. and then telling them that, no, this is dif- disinformation about where they're going to bomb. They don't, they don't care give about a fat the Palestinian about you at all. Of course not. The whining and bleeding about, <laughs> oh, this is it. They're trying to kill those people that you think need to be rec- rescued by Hamas. Yeah. Okay, this is fantastic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, lot to that. More on that a little bit later. Um, especially, oh, I got a clip later on with Andrea Mitchell from NBC. Oh, no. Talking to a mother of kids from Israel that have been kidnapped. And th- she's trying to bait her. It was unreal. Okay. The news out there. Oh, did you see this? Uh, a bunch of workers walked off the job at Walgreens in Arizona, Washington, Massachusetts, Oregon. Saying, you know what, uh, this has been going on for way too long. It's unsafe working conditions, uh, putting their patients at risk, as well as themselves. The shifts are too long. you got to, you know, what, fill 300 prescriptions while you're working alone and trying to deal with calls and you're trying to deal with insurance companies and vaccination appointments and patient calls and all this other stuff, and it's too much, and we've had it, we're walking out. 
So that means... Well, that's, that could be a very big deal. It could be. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, sometimes people just need to get their medicine. And then, obviously, they can't get it. So we're keeping an eye on that. Um, and then just a little bitty thing here. In Austria, they have a political party. The beer party is actually rising in the polls. <laughs> Why not? That's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like anything to sort of numb the pain right. right now would be something. Well, and we're looking at our politics right now. And there's, you're saying more drama with the Speaker of the House situation, yeah, David? Is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, you seem very disgusted by it. I am. Okay. We'll get to that. And much more coming up right here. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, Call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash soul. That's harrys.com slash soul. The Marketing Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, the former Hamas leader, Khaled Mashal. Calling for a day of jihad tomorrow. Yeah, Telling Muslims to take to the streets around the world, protest against Israel. Peaceful. Yeah. Right. Okay, more on that later. Uh, what is the deal with Speaker of the House? We hear heard, you know, okay, Steve Scalise. 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 There is a parody there from Dream Police. Absolutely. Uh but what's the problem with Steve Scalise, David? Yeah, well, I, I don't know if he actually has the votes to become Speaker of the House. He needs uh, no more than four uh, Republicans to defect or, or not vote for him. Uh, 
if he gets more than four to go away from him, then he's not going to win. the vo- He doesn't have the votes. Uh, and there are a bunch of Republicans who are saying no. There's like a dozen or so Republicans who are saying, no, we don't want Steve Scalise. And for various reasons, and I can understand it. It's like, well, hey, look, we just got rid of Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise is close to Kevin McCarthy. So why would we do that when we just went through the process of removing Kevin McCarthy? Mm-hmm. So I can understand that part of it. But okay. then you got Republican Representative Nancy Mace, and she drives me freaking nuts. She is main character syndrome personified. <laughs> and I mean, she walked <laughs> okay. in to the conference uh, the meeting yesterday. She had the big scarlet letter A on her T-shirt. I mean, it's just it, she's all over the place. Uh, it, it, basically, her entire career is about trying to get on cable news as much as possible. And she repeated left-wing talking points about Steve Scalise. So, like, 20 years ago, the guy spoke about taxes for 15 minutes at an event that, as he found out later, the, the, the group that put on the event had, been, had a connection to white supremacist David Duke. Okay. Now, Steve Scalise apologized for it. Uh, then uh, Cedric Richmond, who is now currently a, uh, a Biden uh, advisor, vouched for him said yeah that they basically they didn't they weren't up front about who they were when they, so they didn't him know his, yeah he didn't know and then but he okay. still apologized he's like well yeah i didn't want to be associated with them and then right. some left-wing journalist said that he called himself david duke without the baggage or whatever and no <laughs> one's okay. been able to verify that by the way it was one report that claims that and Nancy May shows up on CNN, her boobs are hanging out because that's half of her shtick, and she's more than happy to push that lie along on CNN. Okay. I personally cannot in good conscience vote for someone who attended a white supremacist conference and compared himself to David Duke. I would be doing an enormous disservice to the voters that I represent in South Carolina if I were to do that. And so, you know, also as a woman, I have grave concerns as a woman in balancing the, the, you know, protecting life and protecting women's rights. And so the American people want us to get back to work. Let's have this debate on the floor. Let's move forward. Let's find someone who can bring us all together and let's get back to work. Hold on a second. Life and women's rights. Like that's bad against Steve Scalise. Is that what she's getting at? I, I don't know. Who I, knows? Again, what does that mean? When you have Jake Tapper nodding along with with you, oh, yeah. you've lost the plot. And I I, I just I'm I'm Hold sick on a of it. You know when Steve Scalise got shot by the Bernie Sanders supporter. Yeah, there was all the news about Steve Scalise. I don't remember anything at the time saying you know what he's kind of a David Duke guy. Yeah. I don't remember any of that. No, at because, that time. No, because everybody in the know realizes that that is way overhyped. And is only brought out in order to try to discredit him, usually by the left. And now it's Republicans once again attacking other Republicans from the left. Jake Tapper was just mesmerized by the front porch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, man, you're one, Scotty, that seems to be enamored with the, quote, hot politicians. Not her. No? No. I'm just saying. For I'm the done. I'm I, tired. I just get tired. Of I don't the, care who attractive any politician is. Just I want you to be good at your job. I don't care if you're attractive All or not. Grandstanding nonsense. Sometimes there's the conservative dork. There's no teeth really hot. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah, please pay attention to me. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm tired. I'm this done is with the Markley the Van Camp and Robin show.
Okay. Biggest story today is? Uh, biggest story of the day, of course, is uh, the ongoing war uh, involving uh, Hamas and Israel and seeing what is going to happen moving forward. It does appear now that the Qatari government and our government have agreed to not release any more money to Iran. Say, so, yeah, that $6 billion that was supposedly freed up, yeah, we're not, yes. we're going to lock that away, at least for now. Well, yeah, that should be a given. Well, no kidding. Yes. Why did it take almost a week? That's a great question. Oh, and this interview. Andrea Mitchell yeah. with a mom of kidnapped kids. You got to hear this straight up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has given an update. Um, and asked about, hey, there's a lot of civilians that are dying in Gaza right now. But what do you say to that? He's talking about images that he's seen that were new to him, like today, that were beyond what he had seen before. Right. So it does seem that every day you're hearing something worse when you don't even think that's possible. And I don't know if you happen to hear the interview. This was yesterday. Andrea Mitchell, NBC. He's talking to the mother of two boys, 112, 116, that were kidnapped by Hamas. And I just want to roll it out there and then get your reaction to see if it, maybe I'm off on this. Just listen to what she has to say and then the mom. But what are your feelings about the, the, the attacks against Gaza right now? Um, how can I must say that, look, you, you're looking for, for a symmetrical situation, and I must say, it isn't. Um, if you were dealing with a, a war who is between two countries, countries don't take children hostages, I'm sorry. It's against the laws of war. It's against humanity. It's against anything that we all believe in. Every time we had missiles uh, shot at us, say to my children, that they should be sympathetic towards the children of Gaza because they suffer a lot more than they do. I'm not sure I still believe in it now. And I must say the only worry I have now from uh, the bombings in Gaza is the fact that my children are there. And I can't be sympathetic anymore. I can't be sympathetic to animal human beings. Well, they're not really human beings who came into my house, broke everything, stole everything, took my children from their bedrooms and took them to the Gaza Strip. Israel never done that and will never do. So there is no symmetry. I'm sorry. Okay, pause it there for a second. Good. Good on her for saying that because that's exactly where Andrea Mitchell was going. Yes, and I think this has been brought up a few places and I believe this to be true. Okay, as humans, we're all capable of things that we probably would not like to admit. Or if you were stretched in any situation, you'd probably be capable of doing terrible things, right? But there's some things that you can never possibly see yourself doing, like what happened in Israel last weekend. There's no way. And that's the difference in people. There's a form of evil people can't comprehend that other people are capable of they're different 
You can call it a different worldview. You can, whatever you want to call it. It's not the same. But as somewhat of a reasonable person, you tend to think that everyone on some level is reasonable and sort of wants the same thing. This isn't the case. And it's hard for knuckleheads like Andrea Mitchell to get that through her skull. And she sort of goes on. Do you want the government? Do you want the government to put the the top priority on getting the hostages out uh, before they retaliate? I want my government to put it on the first priority, and I want the world to put it on first priority. I think any mother in the world should try and imagine her children under that situation, and then think again. It's tough, man. That's all I want. I want the world to ask them to release children, to release elderly, to release the civilians they took. There is no reason to hold them there. They are not soldiers. They are not part of the war and they have nothing to do with it. We gave them work permits. We really believed that yeah. this was the way to move their economy to reun to to reconnect these two so-called countries. This is not the way a country uh, behaves. This is a way that a terror organization behaves. I'm sorry. So again, there's no symmetry. Right. So stop trying to make symmetry. Andrea Mitchell. That's what you hear from people that are honest about (sighs) it. They thought this was the way forward. We're going to do these things. No, not with Hamas. And really, you can say, and you don't know the percentage, but at least some of the Palestinian people, they want Israel wiped off the map. Just the way it is. Here's the way this thing is. And again, you've not heard from the government since Saturday when this horrific thing happened. As I said, I I have been contacted, but they haven't had any news for me. They just wanted to know what I know and to get my information. um, there's no, as far as I'm concerned, there's no news. Yeah, there's no news, but th- it's not that they weren't contacted yeah. by the government. So it's like another shot you're trying to take, Andrea, where you're way off. She's such a hack. She's terrible. Terrible. Like proven again and again and again. Or am I being too harsh? No, and I, I think the fascinating thing to me is once again, and I've pointed this out before, Whenever something happens, a lot of times you'll see pundits on liberal media outlets give a take that you're actually kind of surprised. Because before, Andrea Mitchell was saying a few days ago, like, you really can't draw an equivalence Mm -hmm. right here. There's not really two sides to it. But then as the hours and days move ahead, they start to get the talking points in. They start to hear their coworkers say, well, there are two sides or whatever. Right. And then by, you know, not usually not that long after the initial honest take, which, well, was actually kind of right, suddenly they've completely flipped and they're trying to say, right, but Israel's also kind of bad, right? Exactly. It's wild. We'll get to some other takes later on. Unbelievable. There are some people in Hollywood that are Jewish are like, are you kidding me? There's no two sides to this. Like strong statements. And you're glad they're doing it. So that time of the show, we got to move on. We do this every day about this time. 
go around. It may not be the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? I think it's really funny. A uh, Nobel Prize winning economist, Paul Krugman, <laughs> uh, who writes for, what is it the New York Times that he writes for now? Or yeah. Washington Post? Uh, whatever. Yeah, he's he is one of the... Uh, the biggest uh, boosters of the Bidenomics thing. And what he does is he just lies about the state of the economy. So what he did today was he shared a consumer price index uh, chart that excludes food, energy, shelter, and used cars and <laughs> says, look, uh, inflation is under 2% as of today. And added... The war on inflation is over. We won at very little cost. Yeah, if you if you exclude food, energy, shelter, and used cars, I mean, this is the this is the uh, the way that the so called experts just lie to people all the time, because most people think of inflation as the cost of I don't know things you need to live. Yep, they're not really looking at the numbers in that way in that frame it's like you know you're you're not opening up a new line of credit to pay for groceries this month uh but thinking well you know what core inflation excluding food energy shelter and used cars is, is under two percent and therefore you know what i think i'm doing pretty well no one does no, a budget that way no, of course not Dope because it's ridiculous. Yeah, our weekends at the hamptons see their <laughs> inflation's not affecting us it's great no food whether it's going out to a restaurant, you're going to the grocery store, you look at your budget, how much you spend every month compared to a couple of years ago, you know what it is. Uh, transportation, shelter, energy, that's a big part of your budget. He's an award-winning journalist, you say. Uh, yeah, Nobel Prize winning. No, yeah, yeah there you go. Economist. Yeah. Which is something else we've learned in the last five to ten years that means really nothing. Well, all these guys the love their awards, though. They do. They love them. All right, Scott, for what's your story? Well, it's kind of a different kind of story for today. Uh, we, have, we have learned that so, very critical information, by the way. ABC News broke the story about female European common frogs. What? Researchers have found that some of these female frogs are faking their own death to avoid unwanted male attention during mating season. <laughs> Female European common frogs were observed engaging in something called tonic immobility, essentially faking their own deaths to avoid mating. This according to a new study. And they could have saved themselves a lot of time just by saying, I'm a radical feminist. <laughs> And are male frogs really that bad? I've got a headache! <laughs> Golly, that's really to an extreme. You fake your own death. Yeah, no good. Yeah. It's that bad? Kind of kind of death jokes sort of write themselves too, don't they? I guess. Yeah. Uh, for my story today on What's Your Story, this is out of Miami. Uh, and I guess the theme of the story is be very careful about who is teaching your kids. This is insanity. Uh, this math teacher got in trouble because he screened, you know, that Winnie the Pooh horror movie that came out earlier this year? I just heard about this. Yes, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Golly. Okay. It's unrated. It's not for 
Eight, nine-year-olds. Oh, no, it's not. You saw part of it. Yeah, I did. Well, yeah, because I thought the initial concept was kind of funny as as the the original version of Winnie the Pooh entered the public domain. Uh, somebody decided, let's make a movie about how Christopher Robin grows up and leaves all the animals in the Hundred Acre Wood. And uh, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet go feral and just kill everybody. And then there's a return to the Hundred Acre Wood. And then it's on. I thought, you know, hey, that could be kind of a funny concept and all that stuff. Terrible execution and really, really gory. So another part of this story is that part of David's heart that's dark from his childhood. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, so I'm living proof. Murderous that, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm living proof that you shouldn't let your kids watch horror movies like that when they're that young. There you go. You know. Okay, so I'm looking at this story. I go to the local report out of Miami. And they're talking to a mom there. Like, they can't believe actually what happened. I feel completely abandoned by the school. and Michelle Diaz reached out to CBS News Miami. She said her fourth grader twins were distraught because of a movie their math teacher played for students on Monday, October 2nd. So they were exposed 20 to 30 minutes to a movie called Winnie the Pooh, Honey and Blood. Okay, hold on a second, David. Just to interrupt, you saw like the first, you said something horrific happens in the first oh, five like, or ten minutes of this thing? Yeah, I mean, it's like someone's head gets crushed in. Oh. And, yeah. That's terrible. We need to go. This is the trailer of the film. It's rated NR, meaning not rated. The premise? Two bloodthirsty murderers, one of them wearing Winnie the Pooh mask, terrorize a group of young university women. Ah, oh, japers. Okay. So then the report goes on. He didn't stop the movie, even though there were kids that were like, hey, just stop the movie. We don't want to watch this and whatever. How was that movie picked? So he said that the children picked it. What? It's not them to decide what they want to watch. It's up to the professor to, like, look at the content. By being a child. No, no, no. Third and fourth grade, you know, right. we're being told, you know, by academia and even some of the medical community, they can make choices about a lot of big things. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, if they know that they're the, what, different gender, certainly they can pick the poo movie. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. The Academy of Innovative Education is not under the umbrella of Miami-Dade Public Schools. This institution hires their personnel independently. Ooh. CBS News Miami reached out to the head of the school, Ms. Vera Hirsch. She responded with a statement acknowledging that fourth graders were shown a segment of a horror oh. movie and... The administration promptly addressed the issue directly with the teacher and has taken appropriate action to ensure the safety and well-being of students. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But did the teacher get fired? No. Because the mom's saying the teacher should be fired. Uh, that leads you to believe that absolutely nothing was done with the teacher when appropriate action. At least to, as of right now, yeah. the teacher's not fired yet. No. What do you got to do to lose your job? I don't know. I don't know. If I, you're showing that movie in fourth grade, you need to be fired well, today. have a Bible on your desk. That'll get you fired. Well, I, <laughs> to me, I, I just call that horror movie affirming care. Okay? There you, you go. You, See? Yeah. Absolutely. Fired! You're out of here. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we've taken the appropriate action. I could hear that guy say Winnie the Pooh a hundred times, though. <laughs> it's delivered very well. It was. Yeah. So, I'm with you on that. Um, speaking of schools, David has a report about Chicago public schools, and it is not good. That and much more coming up.
Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Taking risks can be a good thing, but there are some things you really don't want to mess around with. Like preparing to take care of your family if something happens to you. Life insurance gives your family a safety net that can cover expenses. So they won't have to worry about things like mortgage payments, home repairs, and college costs. Policy Genius makes finding the right policy simple, and their team of licensed experts are on hand to help talk you through it. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year, for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not be enough to protect your family's needs, and it may not follow you when you leave. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. Go ahead, try it. See how much you could save. PolicyGenius.com. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. What do you just say, David? Biden's going to be on 60 Minutes on Sunday? Yeah, they're going to be sitting down with him sometime in the next couple of days uh, to uh, you know, record an interview for Sunday's show. So pour one out for the poor son of a gun who has to edit that thing down to make Joe Biden look coherent. Yeah, that's what they'll do. Who's it going to be with? Uh, that I do not know. I wonder, President, if you are bothered by the attacks in Israel. Scott yeah, Pelley. Yeah, it'll be Scott Pelley. That'd be my guess. Yep. Well, I mean, this is hot on the heels. It was just a month ago, less than a month ago. And I remember grabbing audio for it, and we ended up doing it. It was Leslie Stahl Ugh. doing a report in Israel about the right-wing government there. And the brothers and sisters movement from the left and one of the questions was well if you're about democracy what about the palestinians and their freedom and they're like what <laughs> wonder how dumb she feels right now after that probably not an ounce of shame probably not not okay. the first time no uh david you had a story about the chicago public schools uh yeah they're in a lot of trouble kids in chicago not a big surprise there uh new data though shows that for black students in grades three through eight only 11 percent are proficient in reading, 6% are proficient in math. High school juniors, 10% proficient in reading, 8% for math. And in 22 schools, not a single student can read at grade level. And it's not it's about, too bad for the kids, man. It is. Because it's almost like they don't have a chance. When you're led by losers, what are the chances that you're going to be a loser? You're, well, high, yes. I mean, if... 
the teachers are no good, the parents are no good, the entire district's no good, you don't have much of a chance. But it doesn't seem like anyone is in a big hurry to change it. Hey, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, what, people are having a problem with what Trump said about what, David? Yeah, I mean, it, he had a, a speech at Mar-a-Lago last night, and I think part of it was just kind of rambling, and I wasn't really able to follow some of it. Okay. But the uh, outrage du jour, apparently, is that he said that Hezbollah, the leadership of Hezbollah, is smart. And that apparently has translated into he's praising terror organizations so he's talking about the ongoing war in Israel, and this is the setup here. Uh, he criticized the Biden administration and the Israeli government. Okay, roll it. Two nights ago, I read all of Biden's security people. Can you imagine? National defense people. And they said, gee, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack from the north, because that's the most vulnerable spot. I said, wait a minute. You know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. The press doesn't like when they say it. You know, I said that President Xi of China, 1.4 billion people, he controls it with an iron fist. I said, he's a very smart man. They killed me the next day. I said he was smart. What am I going to say? But Hezbollah, they're very smart. And they have a national defense minister or somebody saying, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack us from the north. So the following morning they attacked. They might not have been doing it, but if you listen to this jerk, you would attack from the north because he said that's our weak spot. Well, again, so to me, it's kind of rambling and it's not exactly a secret that that would be a vulnerable position right, for Israel. But everybody's okay. saying, oh, not everybody, but a lot of the usual suspects are saying, oh, my gosh, he praised Hezbollah. It's like, well, it's not praising somebody. I mean, a lot of the people who lead these organizations, these terrorist organizations are sophisticated and intelligent. They're evil, but they're intelligent. I mean, it's a different organization, but you look at Hamas, I mean, for two years they were able to plan this devastating attack without being picked up by the United States or Israeli intelligence apparatus, apparently. There's been a lot written about how they were underestimated, that it's much more sophisticated than people gave them credit for. Isn't that what Trump is saying? Yeah, it doesn't matter what he says. No, you're right. It doesn't matter what no, he says. I mean, no, I they're going to pick it apart anyway. And they're so gonna... you've got liberals yeah. and you've got the DeSantis campaign and you've got everybody else, you know, piling on saying, I can't believe he said that. Why? Why? Because if we're, I mean, assuming that all of these people are just idiots doesn't help and in fact leads to worse things, worse outcomes. <laughs> That's one of the rules of war. You don't <laughs> underestimate your opponent. I mean, Trump has done this several times, talk about how smart this person is yeah. or whatever, and then there's always shrieking in the media. Right. How could he say that? But if he called him something derogatory, oh, how right. could he say that? It, it, you're right, Scott. It doesn't matter what no, he says. It doesn't. It's like, yeah, another day. What? Okay. Yes, that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Meanwhile, you have a clip from The View. Oh, goodness. Brace yourselves. <laughs> well, I don't even know what this is. I so this you, one It's short. one of these things we do to each other. You just spring it on them and then get the reaction. I, I kept this one short, I promise, because oh. I don't, I don't want to completely lower the collective IQ of the entire audience. <laughs> um, ABC News' Sarah Haynes has figured out why Hamas decided to attack Israel. Really? Oh, God. Okay. The world is seemingly blowing up right now, and the U.S. looks weak on the world stage because we can't even name a Speaker of the House. (laughs) Oh, come on. Yeah, Hamas Hamas spends two years carefully planning this invasion and this terror campaign, but they waited until right now because the United States apparently is having trouble getting a Speaker of the House elected. Well, I, 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 was, I was almost ready to go yes when she said the U.S. looks weak on the national stage. Right. I'm like, well, yeah. Yep. Until she completes the sentence and completely upends everything. Right. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with Joe Biden and his feeble cabinet, but Kevin <laughs> right. McCarthy is the problem. So, you know, Secretary, got it. Secretary of State, strongly worded letter. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, well, I don't know if you happen to see what happened at this. Well, Riley Gaines, who is the swimmer that spoke out against the trans swimmer that won everything from um, UPenn a couple of years ago. Yeah. And she's very good at what she does. And she's taken on coming from a lot of people for a while now. And she's been out on a speaking tour. So Riley Gaines is going to uh, Penn State. And whenever you have someone conservative or with conservative ideas, you know the shrieking's going to happen, and there's going to be the protests, and there's going to be, you know, these college students acting out, and that's what happened here before Riley Gaines ever spoke. And so what this is, it's called the Real Women's Day at Penn State. Okay. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You're standing up for Sounds real, right? biological yeah. women. Yeah, They're being marginalized right. in their space. I mean, with sports, we see it all the time. So you had a couple people, and I just, I think I got all the F-words out okay. uh, with this piece of audio. I figure you got to risk it for the biscuits, right. Scott. It'll be fine. Um, because a couple of these protesters got arrested. One of the reasons I wanted to play it, it's always amazing to me that today when a cop is going to arrest you for disorderly conduct i mean you came over you cause a scene you take a table and upend it right Mm -hmm. and so as a cop is going to escort you to the car before you're even cuffed you know they grab your arm i'm not talking about squeeze it till it hurts they just kind of grab your arm and go right don't effing touch me oh yeah where does that come from I still, I'm. Listen, man. I know I'm getting to be old man river, just like you, Scott. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you would never speak to a cop that way, ever. Can you nope. imagine that? Just well, there's listen, no fear of repercussion. Listen to how the, it starts out like this because they start calling people transphobes. This guy's saying, "I'm not a transphobe. Yeah. You're standing up for women." Huh? Why should I be transphobic? You are transphobic. You, what nope. the f is the sign you're holding right now, huh? Get this shit out. Whoa. It's just supporting women. 
That's a very hostile trans person there. And I'm not quite sure how they identify. Well, that's redundant. <laughs> I don't okay, even know if that you... person is uh, is trans. I think I think it's just an entitled college student. Uh okay, it could be. It could be as well. The well, way I understood yeah. it, it was a trans. Yes, activist. But right. anyway, it doesn't really matter. Oh, that's on camera, right? Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Calm down. I like that because we're all told now you never say calm down. Yeah. Don't say it. But some old schoolers out there are just saying first thing that comes to their mind, which is freaking calm down. Yeah. yeah. Well. What? Where's the police? Yeah, get the police down. And there comes the cops. And here we go. No one's attacking you. <laughs> it's just belligerent. This one and this one. Okay, and then there it is. This one and this one. And then here we go. And this you're gonna get the old don't. Don't touch me. Me. No one's attacking you. Yeah. Don't touch me like that. Are we being detained? Are we being Can detained? Can you let go of me? Yeah. And there's a, the emasculated well, dude. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. the lawyer too, by the way. Yeah. Right. He, these guys all play lawyer because they know what the words are, right? <laughs> like being detained. That I saw that video, and the funniest thing is he says, "Are we being detained?" Because he knows that's the line, but right, he doesn't exactly. know what to do next. No, right? Exactly, David. No, you're right. <laughs> and the cop says, "Yes." Oh, okay. Are we being arrested? Being detained? Are we being detained? Yes. Okay. It's like he wanted to be. Okay. It's like a badge of yeah, honor yeah. in that goofy little club. Am I being arrested? I'm uh, getting arrested? Disorderly conduct right now. Yeah, that's what they're getting arrested for disorderly conduct. Yeah, you act like a jackass and uh, in, in a public space, then yeah, here's what happens. And what I'm hoping is that this sort of spreads. The nonsense. Just because you think, you know, that speech is hateful because you're standing up for women and you think you can just go and turn over tables or whatever. Yeah, do and whatever you want. And be like, okay, we don't want to elevate anything. No, take them to freaking jail. Yeah. I'm surprised when they grabbed her by the arm, she didn't say, I can't breathe. <laughs> that's, that, she said that when she sat in the car, probably. That's usually the line. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, there are, people are trained on that now. Oh, absolutely they are. And that's where they go to a lot of the time. Okay, much more to get to. Senate Republicans are trying to force Biden to refreeze the $6 billion. I think that's worked, or it's working right now. Need to get to that. And other reports uh, from Israel. It's like breaking news all the time. Coming up right here. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One because your business is a one of a kind. 
so you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash soul. That's harrys.com slash soul. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. So Senate Republicans are saying, hey, we got to freeze that $6 billion to Iran. The latest on that, David, is they are doing that? Yeah, they are doing that. They have uh, restricted it for now. Uh, and, you know, the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, is out there saying, you know, not one penny of that has been spent, though. Okay. <laughs> How many times is <laughs> They got, they're just going to go to that. Again, it's a dumb argument. It's dumb. Well, it's frozen. It hasn't even been accessed right, exactly. yet. It, it, yeah. You know it's coming in. It frees up other money. Yes, of course. Of course. Okay. As a matter of fact, uh, John Kirby's out there talking about the same thing right now. Right. <laughs> it hasn't been accessed. Right. Don't blame us. No, you've just helped Iran make a whole lot of money in the last eight years, starting with Big O. Good job. It's fantastic. And they're act- and they're acting like this is a big deal now. Which part? Uh, well, the $6 billion. Well, it should have been frozen immediately. Yeah, and yes. how does it look now? Because I haven't heard too many people I bring mean, it up. In that whole exchange, we gave Iran back terrorists yes, well, yeah, for civilians. Five of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, $1.2 billion each. Yes. I wonder if they're going to take more hostages. That's the way it works. It's like George Steinbrenner was negotiating this. You mean like signing contracts? Like one You're going old school, aren't you? $1 billion for each guy, yeah. By the way, if you want to bring up baseball real quick, we don't have to stay on it very long. But no. your bet's not looking very good no, right now, not. saying no. the Braves were going to win the World Series. Yeah. And I noticed that all of a sudden, Scott Robbins, yeah, that you always are on some sort of bandwagon in October. Yeah. But not today. It's like you've given up. You're back to your Cubs stuff. No, I haven't given up completely. I, I will root for the Texas Rangers if they're in it. Okay. I don't know if different fan bases want you on the bandwagon because well, there seems to be this bit of luck. Yeah, well, you've got the Arizona Diamondbacks now, too. How about that? I don't know that I've ever seen you wear a Diamondbacks hat. I have one, but it's purple, and it's kind of, I'm not a big fan of it. 
Oh. Yeah. So that I don't think I again. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, me may not have. I don't think they want you wearing that thing right mm-hmm. now. Like freaking Barney in it or something. Yeah. Something else on a lighter note. Um, and I thought of David as soon as I saw this. Dentists came out and said, you know what? Uh, a lot of people make brushing mistakes and they don't even know it. Why would you just roll your eyes, Scott? Because uh, there's always this story. This story seems like it comes out once a year that we're all making brushing mistakes. Yes. Okay. What David's I... a vigorous brusher. I know I David. That's is. been established yeah. on this yes. show. He does it while he's on the air. Yeah. Several years ago, I had to get a procedure because I had like torn up part of my gum because I was too vigorously brushing my teeth. Yeah. That's the number one. People brush too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I understand that. And I know you've always had this theory: get after it or don't do it at all. Well, exactly. A little yeah, lighter. I mean, if you're not going to go 100, percent you might as well go zero percent. That's not what they say when it comes to the brushing. This is one thing that I did not realize. You should not rinse right after you brush. Really? I do that. Oh, you're still rolling your eyes now? No, no, no. Ah. I, I do that. I, oh, I, this they do it every year. I've already heard this, all this This one I didn't know. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Because it washes away the fluoride and the toothpaste. So uh, How long do I have to wait? Two minutes. Oh, God, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I got to stand there. For well, then two there's minutes. no point in brushing your teeth. If, well, I've got to brush fluoride paste. Yeah, yeah. I got a fluoride paste, and then I immediately after that, I I get the mouthwash out, <laughs> and the the health for the gum thing. Yeah. Also, I think people know this. You use your toothbrush too long, or if you brush right after eating or drinking stuff that's sugary or acidic. Yeah. Did you know that? Like you finish with the cup of coffee and then you're going to go brush your teeth. You don't want coffee breath, right? Right, yeah. But don't do that. Okay. You got to wait at least 30 minutes because it can ruin the enamel. See, I didn't know. This is a learning experience, isn't it? I'm writing things down now. Now, if you want something that might uh, induce you to throw up, I have something for you. Oh, please. It was from the Stephen Colbert show last night. Oh, God, I saw this. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. Senator John Fetterman was on yeah. there. Oh, yeah, old old cucumber in a hoodie. <laughs> really? I only took a, just a small clip out of it. I couldn't do the whole thing. Uh, and I don't know if you realize this. I'll let Colbert uh, just lay it out there for you and then get your reaction. Roll it. Is it awkward to be in the Capitol and then run into people that you have put up a devastating meme about because you've got excellent meme game. But then you have to see these people in the cafeteria. The rolling of the eyes of David with the... Well, the excellent meme game. Well, that's why we elect senators, right? Excellent meme games. Right. Yes. And he doesn't, by the way. Well... They're petulant and... Okay, here... Juvenile and all that. Get ready for the irony. Here we go. Uh, no, it's... It, you all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like some, okay. Like you? Bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need... Huh? All, all due respect, Senator. Yes, this is after they went over the wardrobe and everything else. You, you get put on suicide watch when you have to wear pants. Well, he says, you didn't call for that. That was somebody else. Uh-huh. Yeah, anyway. Sometimes yeah. you literally just can't believe, like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, 
determining the the government here. <laughs> uh huh. At least he kind of got that sentence out. Yeah. I mean, only a little gazpacho spilled out of his ears <laughs> that time. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. I think we know the big story of the day. Mm-hmm. It's ongoing. Yeah. It's about Lurch, right? <laughs> yeah, not reading the room. Well, yeah, all these other people are dopes. Me? I'm the smart one. <laughs> I'm the huh? smart one who can't keep my marriage together. Uh, but I, I put up a brave face or something. Golly. Well, I mean, the lack of a guy like that is not going to have a ton of choices. Is probably going to end up with somebody that's not True. sure she actually likes guys all the time. I mean, she's she's out there picking up chicks at bars while he's crying to himself trying to figure out how to change his depends at home. But, yeah. Not sending their best. Best and their brightest. Yeah. Of course. Well, <laughs> oh, you know who's mad right now is... Sarah Silverman. You got to hear this in a news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Gen Xer, Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. You know, just talking about everything that's happened in Israel over the last, you know, I guess four or five days or whatever it's been. It's horrific to see what's happened. And I know you're listening and you're like, man, I I don't know how much I want to hear about it because it's impossible to just have it be sort of light and go on with your day. You sort of think about it throughout the day or it comes back into your mind and you wonder about people that have been taken hostage or the images you've seen and how that's even possible that another human being could do that to another human being and with babies and all of that stuff. And so... At least for me, I'm trying to figure out, okay, so what's next? What What's really important, you know, for us to talk about? And there was part I saw this morning on Fox, Trey Yingst is there doing the reports, and, you know, he's talking to different people there. Um, well, first, he, he was talking about the whole Iran part with Hamas and Iran saying, hey, not us. And U.S. intelligence is saying, yeah, it was a surprise to Iran. And you're scratching your head saying, how is that possible? Here was part of that report. They've told us in the past, we've gone into Gaza and interviewed them and and asked, where are you receiving money and weapons? And we have it on camera. They say from Iran, and they've thanked uh, officials in Tehran. In terms of these places along the border and, and the fear that people have here and how they're feeling, they are, are terrified about what is to come because what took place, this massacre of civilians in their homes, has shifted the reality in Israel. Things will never be the same here. And, and that is something that may take the public and especially the international community time to get used to. They are used to engagement in, and rules of war. And the Israelis basically are saying they are throwing those out because they are going to enter Gaza. It's not a question of if but rather when. Someone recently described something to me, saying basically Israel said, look, you're going to take 150 hostages, we're going to take 2 million. And that's what is is taking place here. There is a complete siege on Gaza. Hmm. Israeli officials have been very clear that they are not allowing aid in. They do not care if civilians there run out of food or water or electricity. They are blocking off the Gaza Strip, and they are going to go inside and kill every member of Hamas they can find. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that you're surprised by that. No. 
but you certainly get the feeling the media will be taken aback by it. And the left. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. The old leader of Hamas is calling for all Muslims to make a demonstration. A day of jihad. Uh, you wonder about that stuff. I mean, it, there there may be some activity. I don't know. Yeah, I hope not. But that's it's more terrorism. Of course. You know, it's just what they do. It's what they're good at. It's what they know. Yeah. Did you want to hear more of this report? Because we can move on. Oh, sure. So you make the call. I think yeah. it's okay. worthy. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, there's another part to this. I'll, I'll let... Uh, Craig set that part up. The international community has seen the images and, and the slaughter. We were in Barry yesterday, a small community, a kibbutz, and looked into the kitchens and bedrooms that were stained with blood. We walked past body after body after body, showing those images to our viewers. And you cannot look at that and say it didn't happen because we are taking you to see it. And I think that is what is, is different about this. There has been a fear and a, and a a, a misunderstanding of the people that live in this area for a very long time. And I think that when it, it happened, when this massacre took place, it was impossible to look away. It, it was simply impossible to look away because this was not combatant on combatant. Yes, they engaged Israeli soldiers at bases, but they also went into homes and killed children. Yeah. A, a soldier told us yesterday that he found the body of a mother and her child and the mother's hands were raised like this mm. in a defensive posture. Yeah. You, you just can't look away. And I think that has changed the perception about this conflict. And I think mm. things in Israel will never be the same. Okay. It is just horrific. I'm waiting for the no evidence. Oh, it's, already, it's You're right. With the beheading of children, it's like there's no evidence. It's all over it's the like place. Yeah, there, there are still people uh, doubling down on that. Right. Like the idea that, well, we haven't seen the proof that a bunch of babies were oh, beheaded. Wow. Right. And it's like, okay, but there are multiple journalists from all over the world who have confirmed it. And they're like, okay, but it wasn't 40 babies that got decapitated. Yes. Okay, really? You want to split right. hairs right here? Exactly. They're 40 dead, just not all of them with their heads shot. Right. Oh, Okay. All right, and it, it was the Hamas people doing this, or the uh, Palestinian people, not Hamas. That's what Hamas says now. I know. It's just so. Come on. Oh yeah, and then Israel wanted this to happen, right? Uh, so that they could rain down terror on Gaza. Yes. By the way, the other part, as far as you know, different attacks coming from different places on Israel. Here's the last part of Trey Yankst on Fox. Uh, the Lebanese militant group Hezbollah has taken responsibility for an anti-tank attack against Israeli soldiers yesterday. That is incredibly <laughs> rare. Every time something happens from Lebanon over the past several years, they do not take credit for it. They want to push it off to Palestinian factions in southern Lebanon because they don't want the Israeli response. But the fact that they are, are simply saying they did it. And we're also seeing mortar fire from Syria. And we were embedded with the Israeli army a few weeks ago in the West Bank city of Tolkarum and watched as Hamas militants engage the Israeli soldiers in a firefight. They're armed. And if they get involved in this, Israel's not going to just be facing this southern front. They're going to be facing a northern front, a northeastern front, an internal front. And it is just incredibly challenging to wrap your mind around what that looks like for a country of just 9 million people. Not only that, I mean, we're all kind of used to it modern day. Mm -hmm. But when you step back and then you just look at Israel on a map, 
<laughs> I was talking with some friends about this earlier this morning. And you look at all the countries right around them that all hate them. Yeah. It's really a miracle that they are who they are. They're surrounded by it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's their, an island sitting out there. Yeah. Yeah. So keep you up to date on that. I mentioned Sarah Silverman. And this is interesting because you have this going on in the United States. You know, you got the Democratic Socialists. All about the Palestinians, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you also have Jewish members of the Democratic Socialists. Like Sarah Silverman, yeah. who's been a member for years, but no longer. Um, she, I mean, I didn't even try to do anything other than just read along with this. Because if you sounded it out and you had to edit actually what she said, that's a full-time job. There's a lot of F-bombs in there. Um, she said, among other things, um, this has lost me forever as far as the democratic socialists and what they're standing for and what Good. they said um, because they were expressing solidarity with Palestine. Um, said she was a proud lifetime member to that organization, but what they had said was a bridge too far. She said that the organization lost me forever. This is what they felt they needed to post 11 mother bleeping hours ago. If you swipe right, you can see my comment, which they deleted. Over a thousand slaughtered as of now. Girls raped over the bodies of their friends. These are kids, babies, children, teens, elderly, many of whom, like my family, march in the streets nightly protesting Netanyahu and the occupation. That's who Hamas murdered, you Fs. So she is part of the liberal part of Israel protesting Netanyahu, mm -hmm. but saying, well, these people that would have protested on your behalf, you murdered. Knowing Israel will retaliate, do you get that they don't give a bleep about Palestinian lives? I'm still a democratic socialist, like my man Bernie. <laughs> Guess she didn't see Bernie's latest statements. No. Uh, who also, despite popular understanding, has nothing to do with this effed up, arrogant, uh, ignorant piece of bleep group. I don't like feeling this way, and I don't like acting this way, but here I am. Bleep you. You are not real democratic socialists. And you sure as bleep aren't liberal. <laughs> we, we've reached the true democratic socialism has never been tried. There you go. Isn't that the way it is? Yeah, just all like right. Marxism and socialism and communism, all the isms. It's just never been done the right way. Right. Okay. So have you kind of missed what the whole, I don't know, BDS movement has been? Right. What I don't know, a lot of the uh, the the democratic socialists uh, do, which is the chant of "From the River to the Sea," which is a literal call for genocide. Yes, it is of Jews in Israel. Yeah, but it's like, oh well, well, I'm still one of you, but you guys aren't the real ones. Yeah, no, no, no. That's I thought who those they words are. were just like playing around. I didn't know right. what you were really talking about. Uh, she goes on. Uh, elderly people, babies, children, and teens slaughtered, you effing C's. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the Upped their game a little bit there. Oh, boy. Howdy. They have murdered some people who march against BB and the occupation nightly, you bleeping pieces of arrogant bleep. I know I'm not my best self right now. 
But 600 civilians of a country the size of Camden, New Jersey, slaughtered in one day, and this is your response, bleep you, and goodbye forever. Sarah Silverman has spoken. Well, we'll see if this holds up. Uh, there, there were some other actors, actresses out of Hollywood. Not quite that unhinged, but same sort of message, I do believe, to maybe, people. Maybe they might have made a mistake supporting some of this stuff, you mean? That and to other people, hey, do you understand what you're really saying when you say I'm in solidarity with the Palestinians? Do you really get what that means? Anyway, David, you had a completely different story here about a high school teacher that was sentenced. What do they do? Oh, a former high school teacher in Georgia is going to prison for buying dozens of guns for an illegal immigrant. Oh, Uh, DeAndre Cannon bought a total of 44 handguns for a Jamaican guy named Conroy Samuels last year. Conroy had been deported years ago, but snuck back into the country and was living under a stolen identity. Uh, They were caught in June of last year. ATF agents were posted up watching him go into a pawn shop in Jonesboro, Georgia, to buy nine more weapons. They watched the illegal give DeAndre cash, and DeAndre came out more than an hour later to hand over the guns. And then to make things worse, DeAndre had left a dog inside of his car. June, Georgia. Temperatures hit about 95 degrees. Now you're going to get Robbins all... The dog did not make it. That's Uh too long for the dog to be in a hot car like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been sentenced to a little more than four years in prison at this point. The lawyer was begging for leniency, saying, hey, he's got a 10-year-old son who would suffer the most. Yeah, and whose fault is that? Right, exactly. Don't, Don't buy guns for illegal immigrants. Or really anybody who's not eligible to have a gun. You can't do that. That's against the law. I want to know what gun show he went to and got them all. Uh, None. I mean, well, he... (laughs) Of course not. He was clear. It's a straw purchase. To me, I think in these types of circumstances, federal prosecutors ought to be able, if you really want to get serious on uh, straw purchases, which is a big part of illegal gun trafficking, then if you're caught doing it, what should be available is attempted murder because some of the guns that he bought were used in crimes. Well, there you go. I think that that ought to be, you know, you bought 44 guns for someone who was then selling them to criminals. Wow. That should be attempted murder. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Then you, I know you want to put another five years just for the dog. The dog. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to stand up for the dog. Yeah, I understand. Dogs are dying. Then that guy's responsible. Yeah. You know, it seems like we haven't seen a whole lot about climate change this week when you have real-world affairs going on. Oh, that's true. Except this story. Climate change and beer don't mix. <laughs> it's a report about climate change causing a beer shortage. Oh, no. Yeah, new study says that climate change could also make beer taste worse due to the declining quality of hops because of climate change. The second thing that makes beer taste bad. (laughs) Dylan Mulvaney and that. (laughs) I thought for sure. Scott, you would say, doesn't bother me. I don't drink anymore. No, no, I don't. Of course. Okay. So you tell me, David, Biden forgot a Democrat's name? Yeah. I can't wait to hear this. We'll get to that in the news update next. Thirty-six thousand, twenty-five, one. 
These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance for free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Show. Jamie Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. As always, thank you for being here. All right. I there's so much different stuff going on. I hadn't heard this. There's a Democrat whose name Biden forgot. Yeah, well, this is actually an update to a story that we talked about back in April. Uh, okay. Joe Biden was doing an event at the White House and wanted to recognize Connecticut Representative Johanna Hayes. And this is what actually happened. Okay. For the members of Congress here today, including two outstanding educating congresswomen, Jonah, and by the way, Jonah Hayes is, Jonah, where are you? There you are, Jonah, right in front of me. Stand up, Jonah. What? Yeah, stand up, Jonah. Oh, yeah, you're right in front of me because you're the guest of freaking honor. Yeah. Who? Um, now, she just did an interview with a local TV station, WTNH, and the interviewer asked her about that in the context of people worried about Joe Biden, you know, losing his mind. Like he's not quite all there? Yeah. Okay. I want to ask you about a recent poll that shows that a majority of Democrats think that President Biden's too old to run for re-election. And they say that he is in decline. Have you noticed any decline at all? I know that in at one event, he forgot your name. I believe he called you Jonah. Uh, have you witnessed anything like that? Well, I don't think he forgot my name. I'm not. He doesn't know me personally. I think he was reading the teleprompter and pronounced it wrong. It's fine. No, he also got her name wrong because she's black. And Joe Biden is a racist who can never remember black people's names. He didn't get it wrong. He just doesn't know me. <laughs> the look on Robin's face is what oh. is so great. I mean, like, that's an acceptable answer. Yes. Blowing someone's name in public at a public event is okay because you really don't know them. Right. Exactly. If you knew them, you'd get it right. Yeah. My, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. guy. 
He's black. What's his name? Oh, yeah, Lloyd Austin, Secretary Jeez. of Defense. Yeah. Javier Bacaria. <laughs> right, him. Yeah, that guy. You know. You know what he means. He's got a big heart. That Joe. He doesn't. He really didn't know Bacaria at the time. Right. No. Well, you saw her. Yeah. Well, yeah. you saw her. I don't have to say her name. I don't have to remember her. You saw her. The nominee he put up for ago, the Supreme Court. You yes. get it? <laughs> he was like five minutes away from calling her Jumanji, you know, Tito Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Johanna, Johanna, Hannah, something, you know, you saw her. Get off my back. You saw her. Of course, I'm fine. This is the Barkley Van Camp Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, of course, talking a lot about Israel, and that also focuses the conversation on the United States. And could that happen here? What happened in Israel the other day? Well, it's a completely different situation, obviously, the way everything is set up, some sort of terrorist attack. And I saw this piece from the Free Press talking about how Israel got ambushed because people are talking about the intelligence failure that happened. And... Wondering, okay, yeah, how did that happen? And they mentioned in the piece that the Hamas official, Ali Bakara, said in an interview that, you know, they had kept this secret. Only a few Hamas leaders knew it. So they said the number of people who knew about the attack could be counted on one hand. Okay. Don't know if you believe that or not. That's what he said. Um also said they'd been planning the attack for two years because there was some sophistication there and in the piece it talks about the fact that it had been planned this long is arguably israel's most serious failure their intelligence agencies are seen as these world-beating institutions and it reminds you only a couple of years ago they located and stole iran's nuclear archives right from under the noses of the ayatollahs which is pretty remarkable. And they invest billions in tracking every movement of every presumed terrorist in Gaza, but somehow they missed this. He said one reason why is because they haven't had a physical presence or any human agents in Gaza since 2005. And most of the tracking is done by signals. So it goes on in the piece to talk about the breakdown in Israel's physical defenses, the second big failure. That over the years, Israel has invested billions in barriers above and below ground in addition to sophisticated sensors, cameras, radars, remote-controlled guns that were supposed to stop anyone from entering Israel through the fence or, you know, cross-border tunnels, that sort of thing. Yet, Hamas proved that those measures were, well, nothing more than a nuisance, as it says. They released videos showing their gunmen breaking through with ease, cutting holes in the barrier so big that pickup trucks could drive right across. They sent in drones, paragliders, and Navy forces under the cover of rocket barrages going on all over the place. 
while bombing Israel's remote-controlled guns from above. And they think that's sort of a mix of luck and sophisticated tactics. They, Hamas had used the last couple of weeks to hold protests along the border to sort of normalize the presence of people in this place that's usually restricted. So attacking on Saturday morning during a holiday gave them another advantage because at 6.30 in the morning, soldiers are just waking up and switching shifts. Meanwhile, rocket fire from the sky pushed Israeli soldiers at their bases into protective spaces, meaning they were unable to stand outside and watch for invaders. And when Hamas used drones then to drop bombs on Israel's communication towers, the Israeli defense forces lost its chain of command. And that was like the third big defensive failure. And the reporter from this story said that one of the colonels from the IDF said he was wondering all day Saturday why there were no Air Force Apache attack helicopters hovering above the border firing you know, like Hellfire missiles down. Where are they at? But with that division under attack, it was almost impossible for the chief of staff in Tel Aviv to find out what was going on or how to respond in the early hours of the assault. And so that let Hamas start going house to house. Then you had some reservists that just heard what was going on, grabbed their weapons and went to try to defend the best they could with no cover whatsoever, which is heroic. Mm -hmm. And I think about all the different guards that they had up there, yet Hamas was able to do this. And I understand, as we often say, three jamokes on the radio that, you know, just trying to take it all in and make sense of it. It doesn't seem that we're anywhere near as equipped as Israel. For some sort of attack. Oh, well, yeah, and we, we don't have the necessity, at least theoretically, right, that, that Israel does because the acute needs of Israel require beefed up uh, security on the borders and whatnot uh, because they do have people sending rockets into their country fairly frequently. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think about, you know, the several million people who've crossed into this country and if you even have a small percentage of that who show up, I mean, a small oh, yeah. percentage of around 9 million is still a hell of a lot of people in, uh, in a position to do something awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the one thing we do have, though, is we have more of an armed populace. This is true. Yeah. They don't. Another part that you think about, how much the cartels control the border. And you're thinking, well, they're just looking to make money and push drugs through and mm -hmm. it's human trafficking and all that stuff. You don't think it's anything more than that. You're hoping. If they control it the way, you know, that it's reported, it does. Well, the cartels need customers. It's true. You know, and they, they, need, they need a constant flow of customers. Um, so you would think the last thing they would want to do is drop bombs on us and kill us. Yeah, what, again, man, going back to something you said, what... What was the percentage of Israelis that were armed in their homes? Like 3%. Yeah, that's a pretty small percentage. Yeah. How because many times have you thought about it? Watching the footage no, of what's I, happened, I, I, of thinking of someone coming into your home. Oh, they have. Yeah, if it, if it happened in my 
neighborhood, there would not be 40 dead babies. No. That would not have happened. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the left trying to take guns away. No, I know, exactly, but that was to my point. I mean, they have really strict gun laws there. So this is, in in some ways, I mean, when you talk about it, him there and here trying to, you know, look at the two and do some sort of connection, I mean, there really isn't one because they're not going to go door-to-door in a lot of places here. No. Well, now you have Israel handing out weapons to its citizens. Right, exactly. Yeah. We maybe screwed up here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you had a story, David, um, about the electricity in Gaza. Yeah, well, we keep hearing you know, people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying, well, cutting off the electricity supply to Gaza is a war crime and all of this. Just to put some perspective here, during peacetime, 50% of the electricity in Gaza is provided by Israel at no cost. It's free. Hamas has generators, and they've got plenty of fuel to power them for their strongholds. Gazans, by the way, have solar panels. So ordinary Gazans, I mean, yeah, they're, they're hosed in this. And you hear the phrase collective punishment and all of that. It's not collective punishment. It's called trying to get a tactical advantage over somebody who just launched a rather large attack against your country. Right. Well, and from the reports we've heard earlier, all bets are off now. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that gets lost is that, like, on a per capita basis, Gaza or Palestinians at large are the recipients of the most or some of the most highest amounts of foreign aid in the world. And what happened to all that money? Well, it went to, to in large part, enriching corrupt government officials, and building a terrorist operation. Yeah. That's what's happened. Yeah. Okay. Enough of that for now. Be more later. You have the story, David, of a mom that wants her criminal son locked up. Yeah. But they won't do it. Yeah. So Tiffany Hammonds is a mom in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus has a bit of a crime problem, as a lot of Democrat-run cities do. Mm-hmm. Um They've invested, by the way, in millions of dollars going into community youth programs and better street lighting. Weirdly, that hasn't really stopped the crime problem. Heck, you say, we got equity. Yeah. But, you know, criminals, there's kind of a revolving door, you know, and a lot of people just really not being held accountable for things like carjacking or just stealing Mm. cars. Uh, Tiffany Hammond's son has fallen in with a bad crowd, and he steals a lot of cars. And uh, she is begging the cops to keep her son locked up next time. Like, dude, just put him away for a while. Listen to this. Okay. I've been begging and pleading. Please arrest him. Lock him up. Do something that's going to make him pay for the things that he's out here doing. I think him seeing that nothing is being done is giving him more of a adrenaline rush to go back out and do it again. Since he's left that I know of, He's crashed five cars, and I reported each and every one that I know of. Oh, my goodness. It's, what do you got to do to go to jail? Right. It's, it's got to be hard to call the cops on your kid, even if you know that it, it would be the right thing to do. She's trying to do the right thing. Oh, yeah. And they're just apparently not keeping him locked up. Well, you got to have uh, reform, David. 
Well, just you know, just the straight from school, the jail. We can't have it. Yeah, let, even though so, we're just going to ignore the crime. Yeah, let's just maybe midnight basketball harder. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're taking Robin's line. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, the midnight basketball line from Robin's in at right. least a thousand over the last fifteen years. Maybe you uh, drive the stolen cars to maybe a midnight showing of movies. <laughs> Activities. Right. Don't yeah. steal cars. We've got the double feature Barbenheimer. Come on. Right. Yes. There you go. Yeah. See ideas. Maybe keep a bowling alley or two open <laughs> so the kids can drive their stolen cars there. What an absolute debacle. God. It is, man. I mean, those kids are being failed. But, and then at some point, you're responsible for your own actions. Please arrest my kid. No. Well, it's like having a kid that's a total drug addict. Yeah. You know? Wow. Okay. Oh, another uh, update from the Middle East straight ahead. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Fall is the most delicious time of year. From apple pie to Scott's favorite, pumpkin spice. But it's also the busiest time of the year. So this time around, get HelloFresh and treat yourself to the best of the season's flavors without the stress. HelloFresh does the shopping and planning for you so you can relax. Not only do their chefs create fall-perfect recipes to enjoy, all the ingredients arrive fresh and pre-portioned. So whipping up a home-cooked meal is very easy. And make sure to check out Fall Flavors, a new limited-time lineup of easy, autumn-inspired Eats from HelloFresh Market. Feast on desserts like the apple cider cake with caramel sauce. Or please a crowd with appetizers like the barbecued pulled pork nachos. And just as always, everything you need to get cooking quick is delivered right to your door. How easy is that? Join America's number one meal kit today and get 50% off plus free shipping. With code 50MVCR at HelloFresh.com slash 50MVCR. That's code 50MVCR at HelloFresh.com slash 50MVCR. The Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robin. You know, I heard about this briefly the other day, but you haven't heard much about something else going on in the Middle East. Afghanistan. Earthquake. No. Well, I know. That talk about going under the radar. Holy cow. Same day as like zero in Israel. Information about that. Six point three on the Richter scale. Yeah, big one. No, yeah, so they said right now the death toll is at a thousand. Jeez, but they're pretty certain that's just a hint of the total death toll, because 
Well, you're talking about homes and communities that lack structural steel, basically stone and masonry. Vulnerable. I mean, there are entire villages that are just dust. Yeah. And again, they think the thousand is just a hint. Reading a piece on this today, talking about about every single dwelling, every single building in the villages just flattened. And it is true that you find out how competent a government is in the aftermath of that kind of disaster. And people are asking about, well, are there any building codes? People laugh. They're (laughs) like, building codes? No, there's so little functioning government. Building codes codes. are unimaginable. Yeah. So there's a team of reporters from the failing New York Times describing it, saying in a matter of minutes, a handful of entire villages, once clusters of mud-brick homes, their thick beige walls blending into endless desert, were transformed into mounds of dust. It says nearly everyone in the area lost at least one relative when their homes crumbled. Many have lost most, if not all, of their immediate family. It just sort of goes on. You're thinking if what happened in Israel didn't happen, would that be a bigger story? Um, or is have the American media just forgotten about Afghanistan completely? Yeah, it probably would have been a bigger story, but, you know, a page two kind of item. I would guess. And there's a lot of stuff that we were following closely that since this has happened in Israel, this, nobody's talked anything about. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of stuff, but I mean... It certainly has uh, has taken precedent. Yeah. Well, and like any sort of media, you're trying to take it with a grain of salt to know, okay, mm-hmm. what's real, what's not. You know, switching to Israel, the way you understand it, tell me if you've heard different, is that you have people that are not aligned politically that have come together in a hurry because there's a common enemy. Yeah, and they, you've got to band together fast to fight it. Yeah, it's like you can have the arguments over the functioning or the function of government later, because right now they put together a war cabinet because they are at war. So that's where sort of the BS goes away for now. Right. Right. And would that happen with us if it happened? I I think so, but I'm looking at college campuses all across the country where there's a whole lot of kids that are brainwashed out there that have no idea what they're protesting. I don't know. You don't know. I mean, I would say my only even close to comparable um, example or, 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 you know, uh, instance would be September 11th. And, yeah, I mean, it seemed like a lot of people came together at that time to try to focus on the evil perpetrators of that act. Um, But I just think there'd be a lot more now that would say we had it coming. We deserved it. Yeah. Now I'm not. It's a totally different world than 2001. So that's true. I, I'm not confident, actually. No. Same, Scott? Well, yeah, because I think a lot of people leaned on their faith after 9-11. I don't know if that exists anymore. I think it exists. It exists, but to a, to a degree that I have not seen before in terms of the mocking and in terms of the your God, in terms of, we you know, the lack of. Well, you go back into the institutions over the last couple of decades, Mm -hmm. and you can see how a lot of that has deteriorated. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, a lot of times 
any beliefs that a parent is trying to instill in their kid, when you look at academia, they are out to destroy that. And no, no turn question. the kid on the parent. Yeah. And these ideas are backward and they're old and outdated. They're hateful. And you're enlightened. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, you can see it playing right now as you see these dopes that have no idea what they're doing out of the pro-Palestinian. Well, yeah, anything with a moral stop sign is is repulsive. Yes, absolutely. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, we know the big story of the day. Yeah. Um, and it looks like we are trying to arrange flights from Israel to Europe. To All get right. So Kirby realized, uh-oh, okay, maybe uh, John Kirby, the one of the spokesmen yeah. for the White House, was like, hey, boss, you know, uh, people are starting to ask about how we're supposed to get Americans out of there, so uh, we should probably get on that now. Can't believe nobody thought of that before now, but whatever. It is surprising. Yeah, well, no, not really. That it's taken this long for that to come up. These guys. It, it, dude, it is. It's Afghanistan over again, and you're talking about getting people out of a certain area. We'll see how this goes. All right, you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's go. All right, we got the trifecta news update straight ahead right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, before the trifecta news update, David Van Camp. Hey, so remember how a bunch of Harvard uh, students signed on to a letter supporting what happened uh, in Israel? Yeah, there, there, there's some problems here. Um, someone with a big rented truck with a digital screen display on it had been driving around the Harvard campus with pictures of the students who were members of the groups that signed on to this letter. Oof. And it was like, here are the anti-Semites of Harvard. And... A lot. Now, I will say this, uh, in fairness to some of the people, uh, some of them actually graduated a couple of years ago who okay. were pictured, and they're, they're like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. I'm not even part of that organization now and all of that. But it's like, hey, you know, if you're part of the same group that piled on Nick Sandman because he stood there while a guy banged a drum in his face, and if you're part of the same group that would gleefully ruin the life of somebody caught in a viral moment. Ah, what what goes around comes around, uh, is all I can say. Yeah, should be careful about those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And these students yeah. are like, they're doxing us. Bah. Well. <laughs> well, your ilk loves to dox other people. Oh, they love it. You never had a problem with that before. No. All of a sudden, everything was all cool until, what, we're four or five days in? And then you're starting to hear, hey, we're not going to get hired yeah. from some places. Oh, er, uh, I'm not a part of this. I didn't understand it. Uh, I'm taking my name off of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost like this little, almost like theater group where it's not reality, where we're just going to go play these parts and, you know, it's college, so we're not going to have to, like, pay for any of this, really. Uh, we're just going to go out there and do it because it's fashionable. No, there's consequences to stuff like that of who you align with. Well, I mean, it's the old adage, right? It's all fun and games but until somebody gets hurt. 
Yeah, and then you realize, oh, oh my gosh. Uh, whew, out of my fear of being ostracized from a certain group of people that yes. I don't even like that much. Right, I don't even know what they are, who they are. No. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're walking it back. Yep. Yeah, I saw that in a number of places. Number of universities, students like saying, yep, and I know a, a whole lot like me that aren't down with this, uh, just so you know. Okay. All right, Robin, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Big three time. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, how are you? You okay? Are you? Yeah. Well, it doesn't sound like it. I know. Well, it sounds a little down. Good. I okay. Wanted, yeah, I, 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 he could have come over. We, could, we had baseball on again last night. He could have watched. Gotcha. But you won't come over. Yet. I'm ready. So if you're in the doldrums, that's on you. Three. <laughs> well, in fairness, he understands that Major League Baseball hates him, so yeah, he doesn't well. watch Major League yes. Baseball. Yes. Yeah. He could have played with the Cats for a while, then. Well, uh, number three, you want to talk about a UCLA professor who's offering extra credit for students who support Hamas. Yeah, when is America going to wake up to just how compromised wow. academia is? I mean, when? What has to happen? I think we're getting woke up. UCLA students are being offered extra credit to attend an anti-Israel, anti-Semitic lecture. That goes on today. That's nice. The uh, professor leading the charge said, I think the current events unfolding in and around to beyond Gaza even need to be seen in the context of 70 years of occupation Ethnic cleansing and apartheid. Everyday life for all Palestinians living under Israeli control takes place under conditions of violence. Whether slow and small scale or large and impressive, as is the case right now. That's the context for what it's taking place. And we're going to teach this to these children how awful the Israelis are. You know, anytime. There you go. Hey, you send your kid to UCLA. How you doing, Mom? So you're okay with babies? I'm sorry. Just throw it out there. No, no, you're right. Being slaughtered? Yeah. Decapitated? You're okay with that? Yeah, you're all right. For the greater good? People being pulled out of their homes? Women being raped? Elderly having their bones broken? You're okay. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tells us everything we need to know. Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day. Two. Number two, uh, Gail King from CBS (laughs) News says she's really annoyed at people pushing back against wokeism. She's mad. Gail King blasted the use of the term wokeism as a pejorative used to describe radical left-wing beliefs, claiming she sees it as truthism instead. She made the comments in context of the correspondent Lisa Ling's report about Florida banning CRT-influenced AP African-American history courses. I know it's so sad for me to know the word wokeism has never become more weaponized, King said. It's really missing the point about what's being taught here. You know, I don't look at it as wokeism. I look at it as truthism. She continues saying that her concerns over these classes being woke are overblown. She said, I think if people would uh, take the time to really see what's happening in these classes. Hey, they have, Gail. Uh, and what's being taught... Nowhere are we trying to say anybody is trying to say white people are bad. Ignore that. It makes me crazy when I hear that. You're oppressors. It makes her crazy when she hears that, sir. 
that's what is taught. Yeah. It's annoying that so many people have conflated the meaning of the word truth with what should have been opinion to begin with. It's well, somebody Dale, opinion. just because it's your truth doesn't mean it's truth. N- n- no. There's a difference. And, and are we still having this argument about what's the context of the of the books and what the context of the courses are? Why so. Ron DeSantis did what he did? Yes. I mean... Absolutely. I know she... she and then it gets into the trans ideology. Yeah. And she, on down the line. I, I, That's also wokeism. It's it, not just the CRT. No. And if you're offended like by all the term... It's encomp- like all-encompassing nonsense. Golly. And you're on CBS Morning News. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I yeah. think that's why they're probably DFL. DFL? Dead last. Oh. <laughs> I think you know. And the countdown continues. The Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day. I think it's that flugelhorn they still lose to <laughs> trumpet their opening from 1933 <laughs> that they continue to use over and over it's again. It's bad, man. It's, <laughs> it's really yeah, okay. bad. Whatever. Yes, of course. And finally. Oh, yes. One. Yeah. Uh, one of the top Democrats in the House is rushing to protect uh, and defend Rashida Tlaib. It's crazy. A very volatile situation playing out in Israel. We've seen this over and over again. Rashida Tlaib, mm-hmm. who has elicited uh, criticism for years due to her anti-Semitic comments and her support of Palestinian extremist groups, is once again in the spotlight because, well, there was a flag. She had a Palestinian flag flying outside her office. And she was lambasted for that, and rightfully so. To her rescue comes Representative Steny Hoyer. I say this because wait till you hear how he's defending her. He defended Tlaib when asked about this issue. He noted, hey, man, she's Palestinian. Her flying the flag doesn't mean she's a terrorist or that she condones Hamas's actions. I fly a Danish flag. I'm Danish at my house. You idiot. Hold on a second. (laughs) The other reporter well, from Fox following her saying, are you okay right. with right. what happened to babies being decapitated? Yes. Are you okay with that? She ignored everything. You can't stop and say, listen, I may have support for some people, but there is no excuse whatsoever for what happened the other day to people. Right. You could have said and that. You didn't. You did not. And based on your past anti-Semitic comments, we can only come to one conclusion here, that yes. you... Don't condone any of it. I mean, or you do condone any of it. Well, you wonder how many quote mainstream Democrats are going to see this for what it is now with the likes of the squad. It's like, okay, here's where these people really stand now. Do you see it? Well, it's the same thing as Denny Hoyer flying the Danish flag. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, and when and when Denmark invades another country yeah. and starts raping and beheading yeah. babies. Then we'll have a talk about that Danish flag. I bet he'd take it down. I'll bet he would, too. But to to conflate this and say one is like the other, again, is you're high. We're run by stupid people. Yes. And there you have it. Yes. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day. Oh, You know what? Yeah. This isn't for your trifecta. It's something else that I had just heard about, and we talked about it last week. I thought it was a great story that... Woman that was 104 years old that went yeah that was a big skydiving that was everywhere yeah yes did you hear what happened she died <laughs> yeah she passed away not, not from not the skydiving. skydiving no 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 no, no. no she survived the skydive 
Yes. She didn't survive Very... the nap. <laughs> Golly, that's not well, she nice. She died in her sleep. That's okay. Quietly. Is anyone that skydives, you just have some sort of dislike for? No, I don't it dislike is? it at all. She You're survived always... it. She's 104, survived it. Well, he's ripping on it. But anyway, uh, she broke the world record for oldest person to tandem skydive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you want to hear the audio of her and a friend talking about the jump last week as an honor, I think we should do it. Okay. Okay, roll it. I was having dinner with Dorothy, and I mentioned that I was going skydiving. And she said, that sounds like fun. I want to do it, too. I looked up to see who the oldest skydiver in the history of the world was, and it was a Swedish woman who was 103, and I realized Dorothy would break the world's record. Age is only a number, you know. There you go. So there you go. Good for you, Dorothy. Do you think it was one of those things that once she achieved the goal, it was time to go? Boy, yeah, like some people are just hanging on until someone right, until like gets somebody there shows to up see and them, says hello. Like yeah, that. Uh, who knows? I don't maybe. Know, maybe might be something to that. Not quite sure. Okay, we got to get to another news update, and Nimrod's in the news coming up right here. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per... Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, also, of course, running for president, has signed an executive order authorizing uh, planes to be sent from Florida to Israel to help evacuate any Americans who want to get out. Good idea. So now, now you know why the White House scrambled to announce that they were doing the same. <laughs> 
Because remember, like this morning, the White House was saying, hey, man, just like stay tuned. Okay, if you want to get out of Israel and you're an American, you can even drive out if you want. All right. And that just, was unreal. Just a few hours the later. Reports of people, they can't move anywhere. Yeah. Just a few hours later, they're out there going, okay, we're working on a plan. All right, guys, we're going to do this. Okay. How long before someone on the left or media calls what DeSantis did a political stunt? Oh, I'm I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. If it helps people, is it really a stunt? Or somebody's going to complain about not evacuating people from Gaza or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fascinating that you got this tiny little strip of land, Gaza, with two million and change people living in it. Israel is another tiny little sliver of land with about nine pe- nine million people living in it. The rest of the Muslim world is all around them. Mm-hmm. And none of those countries want to help evacuate anybody from Gaza. Oh, Egypt said no way. Yeah, we're not doing it. Yeah, the United States says we're going to work with Egypt to help evacuate people into uh, from Gaza into, into Egypt. And Egypt said, no, you're not. We don't want them here. And why, why is that? Well, because they know it's been a breeding ground for terrorism. terrorism. I mean, and Egypt's got its own problems right now with terrorism. Yes. But how many people in our country even understand that? They don't. Because no one's ever asked. I mean, I'm waiting for somebody to start talking about taking in Palestinian refugees. Oh, yeah, it'll happen. The, I mean, the answer should be a hard no. No. No, you understand. The death to America stuff? Death to all Jews? What do you think happens? <laughs> When you just allow people to yeah, then grow. Well, once they get here, their ideology changes almost immediately. That's what every leftist thinks. I know they do. And how often does it happen? No. Mm. We just heard the clip earlier today of the mother who has two of her sons kidnapped by Hamas, saying we thought we were doing the right thing. Allowing people from Gaza into Israel, work yeah. permits, yeah, work helping permits. their economy. Yep. Thought all this. No, there's still a high percentage of Palestinians. They want Israel eradicated. Sound familiar? Yes. Yeah, I saw a whole piece today talking about Egypt saying no. Absolutely not. And then other people are asking, hey, Iran, where? why don't you step up? You could be the place to welcome in the refugees, oh, the Palestinians. No. They like oh, no way. They just like using them as a as a weapon against Israel. Nothing more. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. All right, you guys ready for Nimrods? Let's roll it out there. Here we go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Uh, we got a lot of drugs in Nimrods today. We got Scott a trifecta here. Oh, do we? Yeah, starting uh, from News 4 San Antonio. Uh, dude there pulled over. Police searched his car, found two kilos of Coke hidden oh. in a box of Frosted Flakes. Oh, boy. Those Great. aren't Frosted Flakes. Yeah. Also had ten grand in cash stashed in a headphone box. How you like that? Then a police officer in the U.K. saw two dudes acting suspiciously in this park. 
It looked like they were hiding something in a tree stump. The cops are right around. They run off. So the cop digs into the tree stump, found 121 mini packages of cocaine. 121. Jeez. And then in California, police pulled over a car, seeing it driving around without headlights. Mm. These guys are dumb. They searched the car, find a carload of drugs, meth, coke, Xanax, fentanyl, plus a loaded gun that was hidden in a pizza box. Everything was in a pizza box? The gun was hidden oh. in a pizza box. It's just wow. called tactical toppings right there. <laughs> Here's the thing, David. On top of a full uneaten pie. Oh, see, you oh. don't want to get... No. That's not good for the gun. <laughs> it's All right. really you... not. I knew that would bother you. And that's Nimrod's in the news.